Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. Okay, how y'all doing? Y'all good? You good on this Good Friday? That is not convincing. Uh, but I guess it is the more somber of the days, so I'm going to let it go this time. Normally we try to get you hyped up, but this morning I'm going to let that go. Uh, we're we're going to be in, <laughs> Ray is about to read our, our scripture uh, for this evening. We are going to be in a very depressing passage of scripture, okay? I'm, I'm just going to, this is arguably uh, the most depressing passage in all of scripture, uh, Psalm 88, Psalm 89. <laughs> there is no real resolve to this. But I think this is a good thing for us to sit in. And so my my message this morning is going to be entitled, Christianity is Realistic. Christianity is Realistic. And so take a moment. Let's soak in this as Araya reads the word. There I am. There she is. This is from the um, Psalm 88. Oh, Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day. I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer, listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I am as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have left me among the dead, and I lie like a corpse in a grave. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrown me into the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger weighs me down, with wave after wave you have engulfed me. You have driven my friends away by making me repulsive to them. I am in a trap with no way of escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my eyes to you for mercy. Are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do the dead rise up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? Can they proclaim your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Can the darkness speak of your wonderful deeds? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? O Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. O Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? I have been sick and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have paralyzed me. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have engulfed me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. Take that from you. Uh, God, we thank you that every bit of it is useful for teaching and growing and all the things that you have for us. So God, I pray that you would speak to us this evening. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Come on, everybody said? Uh, Have you guys ever... Uh, dealt with a bad salesman? Anybody have any experience with that? Just kind of let that fill your head. So for me, I, I spent a few years in the car business, and uh, I remember one day I was at the desk. That's where the car salesman just disappears to while they leave you waiting forever. If you've ever bought a car, you know about this. And I was standing next to a guy, and this dude came in. This hombre came in from the distance, okay? And he had his hair slicked back, Smoking a cigarette. He had his sunglasses on. The sunset was behind him. My uh, co-worker leaned over to me and he said, that's a car guy right there. 
That's a car salesman. And I uh, got to know this guy. He, he worked for us for about a year. And his, his tactic is he would blow in. He would make a ton of sales for about a year. He would disappear to Thailand for uh, some amount of time. And then he would show up at a totally different car dealership. And I'm going to explain to you why he did that. Uh, so he, he specialized in subprime auto loans. Okay, subprime auto loans, what that means, if, if you're not familiar, it means that you are down on your luck, you have gotten behind on bills, your credit is in bad shape, and you're struggling to make a purchase. And so this guy loved subprime loans. And, and here's why he loved sub, subprime loans. This, this was his move. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you guys back about six years to this sales tactic. Okay, are you all with me? If you're with me, say I'm with you. Okay. So he would sit down, and the person's on the other side of the desk. You're the person. He would come over from the manager's desk. It's not good. It's not looking good. You know that. But as I was waiting, we'll call him Mr. Germain. Mr. Germain the owner of the auto group, he heard your story. He heard what's been going on in your life, and he wants to get involved. In fact, he's going he's gonna to kind of co-sign for you. He's going he's gonna to call the bank, and he's going to kind of co-sign for you. But before Mr. Germain does that, and he'd turn over the paper and slide it over, I need to know that we're good here. I need to know that we're good at this price. And they'd say, oh, sir, absolutely. He's going to co-sign. He'd draw a line to the next. Say, okay, put your signature right there. Go outside, smoke a cigarette, come in and say, bam, we're done. I made the call, got you good. Y'all, just if you don't know, Mr. Germain <laughs> was not going to call the bank. This person was approved, and he was an untrustworthy salesman who was using these sales tactics to get people's trust, to get them to purchase cars that they could not afford so he could make the most money. So if you ever find yourself in that situation and that ever happens to you, text me, please, <laughs> because you're going to get to walk away, y'all. Here's the truth. A lot of people in our world look at God like he's an untrustworthy car salesman. A lot of people in our world look at God like he's trying to sell something. Uh, th there's a quote from uh, the great philosophy movie, uh, The Princess Bride, that says, life is pain, highness. Anyone who says any different is selling something. Uh, Y'all, one of my fundamental beliefs is that God is not trying to sell anything. Uh, God knows the best way for us to experience life, and, and I believe that the, the presence of Psalm 88 proves that God is not trying to sell you on anything. Let, let's just look at how this ends. You've taken away my companions and my loved ones. He's speaking to God. This is in Scripture. And it ends with, darkness is my closest friend. How did this make the cut, right? Like, how did, did this make it into the Scripture? Your God it is realistic. God is not sugarcoating things. Why, why would this make the cut? I believe that it made the cut so sometimes we could feel better about our prayers. Come on, has anybody ever prayed something to God and afterwards you were like, that was borderline. <laughs> like, God, you know, I was upset 
and I, I, I didn't mean exactly what I said. Y'all, y'all, listen, there is space in the Scripture for darkness. We're, we're going to talk about this t- tonight. Uh, and this is actually good news for us, y'all, because darkness and brokenness, listen to me, darkness and brokenness are a reality of life. There is space in our worldview for this, and this evening, we're going to talk about where Jesus is at in this, but Psalm 88, verse 1, it starts pretty well. You can put it up there if you got it, yeah. It says, O Lord, God of my salvation, pretty good, right? I cry out to you by day, I come to you at night, but then it follows with statements like, I'm as good as dead. I'm like a strong man with no strength. They've left me among the dead. I lie like a corpse in the grave. Are you encouraged? It goes on. I'm forgotten. I'm cut off from your care. You've thrown me into the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. Your anger, talking to God, weighs me down. This is in the scripture. With wave after wave, you've engulfed me. And he ends it with, darkness is my only friend. Life is pain. Y'all, he, he is saying all the wrong things. It's, it's bordering on blasphemy. <laughs> like, it's, it's close, right? If you just looked at this, if you were with your friend and they were praying like this, you're like, I'd be careful a little bit. You know, I'm just saying, like, I don't know if God strikes people down, but maybe. <laughs> like, be careful saying all the wrong things. Why? Because, listen to me, y'all, God understands us. There's, there's a quote from Derek Kidner. It says this. It says, the very presence of these prayers in Scripture is a witness to God's understanding. God knows how men speak when they're desperate. I wonder if you've ever been desperate. I wonder if you've ever experienced that. My, my belief is that every person in here has. Y'all, listen. How can this exist in the scripture? It exists as a testament to the grace of God. God is the God of grace. He is understanding. He's an understanding God. He knows how we speak when we're desperate. Y'all listen, he is not intimidated by your anger. You can bring it to him. He's not intimidated by your weakness. You can show it to him. He's not intimidated by your fear. You can share it with him. And y'all, one of the reasons I believe that this scripture is left in here is because it shows us that, that God's grace is found in dark places. God's grace is found in dark places. This being in scripture is God saying, I'm your God not because you've got it all together, because I'm the God of grace. I'm the God who loves you. I'm the God you can say the wrong things to. But as long as you're praying it to the right person, he's listening. Y'all listen to me. That is good news. It is good news. You can say the the wrong things to the right person, and you can still be on the right track. Listen, he's still talking to God. He's still in dialogue with God. Heman, this is the person who, who wrote this text, is saying the wrong things to the right person. It's evidence of God's grace. Why would God leave this in here, y'all? For me in my life, the times that the grace of God has been the most realistic to me, the most real to me, the most needed for me, has been in seasons of darkness. 
I wonder if you can relate. You know, I was talking to my, my best friend in the world. Uh, his brother died this past month. Uh, he was 38 years old. He left behind a wife and, and two kids. He, he was a war hero, uh, amazing man. He died suddenly in the night. And he, he was talking to his counselor. Who knows that going to a counselor doesn't mean that you're weak. Going to counselor is smart sometimes. Can I get an amen, somebody? Um, and so he, he, he was going to his counselor. He was supposed to be a Christian counselor. <laughs> and the counselor sat him down and said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to breathe in the universe. Become one with the stars and the earth around you. And he's, what? And this is what he said. <laughs> He said, you, you want me to connect with the cold, dark, chaotic universe that just randomly took my brother from me? That's what you want me to connect with right now? I, I don't need the universe. I need a God who knows how to enter into darkness and who knows how to overcome. I don't need the universe. I need Jesus. And you'll here's the truth. What the scripture tells us is that we can go through dark times and we don't have to go through it alone because God is present in dark places. When we are in dark seasons of life, God is close. God is near. Brings us to our passage we're going to close with in Matthew 27. We're going to read through it and then we're going to take communion together tonight. But before we read it, listen to me. Jesus died alone in darkness so that you would not have to go through darkness alone. Jesus died alone in darkness so that you would not have to go through darkness alone. Y'all, tonight, that's what we're remembering. When the darkness of God's wrath landed on the light of the world. This is what it says in Matthew 27. It says, at noon... Darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice. He said, Elo, Elo, Lama, Shabak, Anathi. Which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Does this sound familiar? Jesus is quoting Psalm 88. He's saying, my God, why have you left me? Y'all, listen, Heman, the writer of Psalm 88, thought he was in darkness, but Jesus experienced the darkness of God's wrath. Heman thought he was abandoned by God, but Jesus was abandoned by God in total darkness. He experienced the wrath that Heman thought he was getting. When Jesus went to the cross, he was fully abandoned. He didn't just feel like he was abandoned. He actually was. And he was experiencing the fullness of God's wrath, listen to me, so that we could come under grace. He experienced the fullness of God's wrath so that we could experience the fullness of God's grace. I'm going to talk more about this Sunday morning. Um, but if you study the Old Testament, it, it's amazing. There's all these prophecies about darkness coming on the land. Y'all, darkness is a symbol of, of God's displeasure and God's wrath. Jesus came and he, he lived the perfect life. He died our death on the cross. And Sunday we're going to talk about the victory that he brought for us all. Only for Jesus was darkness truly his only friend. The gospel is that. No matter what darkness you go through, you don't have to go through it alone, y'all. Listen, the people left him. His friends left him. His family left him. And in the end... 
the one who was closest to him, the one that was most important to him, turned his back and left him. Y'all, listen, we've all experienced loss before, right? Like you've experienced a loved one who's passed. Think about the pain that you felt in that. The longer love is, like the longer you're in a relationship, the deeper the hurt. Y'all, on the cross, Jesus felt the deepest agony of loss of relationship, loss of love, and he did it for you, and he did it for me, y'all. He took the sin of the world on himself, and in this moment in time, if we, if we look historically on Good Friday, everything that Jesus said about you is true. Think about that. In this moment, when Jesus is dying on the cross, Jesus, Jesus spent Saturday on the grave, everything that the enemy says about you is true. We do use people, right? We are self-centered. We only think about ourselves. Y'all, we deserve the darkness, but Jesus took the darkness we deserve so that when you believe in him, you could live in the light. This is the hope of Christianity. The hope of Christianity is that Jesus took all the wrath of God on ourselves so that we could experience the goodness and the grace of God. Jesus experienced darkness as his only friend so that you could know that Jesus is still your friend in darkness. Amen? Y'all listen. I don't know what you're going through in life. I, I don't know what this past year has been like for you. I know for a lot of us, anybody experience any darkness and loneliness and feel like you're your only friend <laughs> this past year, locked inside with your family, <laughs> which actually is great, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's great. In the hardest times, God's the closest. The hardest things that we go through, God's near. This is the hope of the gospel. And my goal for tonight is I just want us to remember what Christ went through for us. I don't know if you go through life and you just forget. I do. Y'all listen. Peacetime is the hardest time to keep your faith. We've had some war time this past year. Amen. We don't have to talk. We've had war time this past year, and for me, it showed me areas in my life where I was not dependent on Christ, and one thing that I found is that as I'd experienced the strength of God, maybe I'd forgotten a little bit the sacrifice of Jesus, and so tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to take communion. We're just going to remember, but before we do that, I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to pray for any area where maybe you've just forgotten the sacrifice of Christ, you, you've forgotten what he, he's done for you. Like his, his body was broken, his blood was poured out for us so that we could experience life. And so I just want to close in prayer. And then the worship team's going to come back up and we're going to spend about 15 minutes just in worship. We're going to do tonight, it's going to be a little bit different than what we normally do uh, on a Sunday morning. But I just want to spend some time and just honor Jesus together. Remember the sacrifice of Jesus together and, and, and kind of invite him back into those dark areas. Amen? And then we're going to spend tomorrow, uh, Saturday, uh, just kind of resting in that place. And then Sunday, I want to invite you to come back to church and, and, and we're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus. We're going to talk about the hope of Jesus. I'm going to leave you depressed uh, for, for 36 hours. And then Sunday, we're, we're going to have a party. Amen.
God, I want to pray for you. Bow your heads all across the room. God, we thank you for uh, what you've done. God, we thank you for, for the hope of Jesus. And so, God, y'all, if you're in here, all heads bowed, nobody looking around, you've just in a place where maybe you've just forgotten like the sacrifice, the things that, that Jesus did as you went through this past year, and you just need him to be with you, or you just need to remember. I just want to pray for you. If that's you, I want you to slip your hand up real quick. My hand's up. I see you. I see you. Anybody else, you just need to invite Jesus back in to a few areas of your life. I see you. I see you. Just remember the sacrifice. Remember what he's done for you. I see you. Okay, you can put your hands down. If anybody in here, you're just disconnected from God. Like if you're honest, you're in a place in life where you're just disconnected. And, and, and you don't want to let another Easter go by where you're disconnected from God. If that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up real quick. I want to pray for you. I see you. I see you. Anybody else? You may be in here and you're like, man, I just, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus. I, I want to have a relationship with him. I want to walk with him. I've gone through darkness alone. I don't want to do that anymore. I just want you to slip your hand up real quick if that's you. I see 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 you. Come on. I see you in the back. Let's pray together. We're going to pray as a community just a prayer of salvation. Some of you guys, this may be the hundredth time. Some of you guys, this may be the first time you pray this. And it really means something to you. And so let's pray together. Say, Jesus, I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you for your love. And I accept that. I accept that without you, without your sacrifice, everything the devil says about me is true. But I thank you that because of your sacrifice, the righteousness that's yours becomes mine and I can have relationship with God. I accept that. Jesus, I want to walk with you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Hey, why don't you stand to your feet? As you do that, I want to pray over that first group of people that raised their hand. God, I pray for anybody who just needs you to come in close. They've had dark places. Uh, they just need reminders of your goodness and your grace. God, I pray that right now, in this worship time that we have together, you would just draw us in. You'd draw us close. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Uh, we're going to take the Lord's Supper together. And so uh, you can, that's, that's communion. That's the bread and the cup. It, it should be on your seats. I joke Sunday, this is exactly how Jesus did it. <laughs> he handled them their single serving cup. Okay, I'm in Luke. There we go. I'm in Luke. Chapter 22. It says this. It says he, he, he took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. And he broke it into pieces and he gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Y'all, let's remember the sacrifice of Jesus right now. God, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. It says after supper, he took a cup of wine. 
He said this, he said, this cup is the new covenant, the new promise between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Come on, let's just thank Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for this new covenant of grace, not covenant of works. God, that we could never be enough. We thank you for your blood that was poured out for us. They took and they drank. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.